RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt, and today is Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. On today's show, Star Trek Discovery's title designer talks iconography and Easter eggs. Star Trek Year 5, Issue 5 is out today from IDW Comics, and the New Zealand Mint announces new Star Trek The Next Generation silver coin notes. All that, plus this week in Trek history, coming up next. Star Trek Discovery's opening credits are visually striking and set apart from prior series stylistically. They're also Emmy-nominated. In an interview on IndieWire this week, Anna Criado, the title designer for Star Trek Discovery, talked about how she and her team decided on the now-instantly-recognizable blueprint style – and about how they integrated symbolic items from the show into the opening sequence. Criado herself has an impressive catalogue of film and TV title sequences to her name. In addition to Discovery, she has also designed titles for Elementary and American Horror Story, as well as the films Godzilla, World War Z, and the Twilight Saga's finale, Breaking Dawn Part 2. She even did the title sequence for the Oscars, in 2017. So when it came to tackling something like Star Trek, where did she begin? She said, it didn't seem like a huge challenge until I started to know more about Star Trek. And then I said, okay, this isn't going to be easy. We were lucky that we found this idea of blueprints and it fit in perfectly with the concept of the TV show. It's a prequel, so it leaves its own space to create and to present the elements that everybody knows. The sepia tones of the sequence, she said, related to the Renaissance and are meant to feel like everything is being designed from scratch, literally deconstructing familiar Trek objects. A challenge of season two was updating the elements of the season one sequence so that it was still relevant to the show. One of the first things the team decided on was the captain's chair. Criado said it was one of the most important pieces that they wanted to show. It was iconic for the fans because it's related to a new captain. We tried different representations, but the one that we chose with the balance of the transparent X-ray parts of the chair and the solid parts, they fit together perfectly. Criado also noted we did put some Easter eggs for the fans in that part, if they want to look closely. Among other new additions to the opening credits were the Red Angel suit and the three Starfleet Deltas on a transporter pad. You can view the full sequence for yourself on CBS All Access or other streaming services around the globe. As for Criado, she and her team are now working on titles for Discovery Season 3 and Star Trek Picard. Now that convention season is winding down, it's time for comic fans to catch up on the latest Star Trek series. One series still going strong is Star Trek Year 5, whose fifth issue is out today. A piece from TrekToday.com notes that the issue's blurb reads, 
During an investigation of a long-dead world, the crew of the Enterprise uncovers a mysterious device that at first appears to be a universal translator. But as Uhura investigates this strange new device, she'll quickly discover there's more than meets the eye about the truth artifact. Star Trek Year 5, number 5, once again features great writing and art. This issue is written by Jody Hauser, who once revealed that her maternal grandmother knew Leonard Nimoy growing up in Boston. Art is by Sylvia Califano, and the two beautiful covers are by Stephen Thompson and J.J. Lendl. Look for it in your local comic book store now. In just a moment, I'll be taking you back in time to find out what happened this week in Star Trek history. But first, a word from me. Financially, this show is supported by my listeners through Patreon. But the stuff that isn't financial, that stuff is supported by you guys too. Hearing your Star Trek stories, finding out about your local events, that's the stuff that keeps me and this show going. And it's the stuff that has kept Star Trek going for all these years, too. So, in grand Star Trek tradition, this week I'm encouraging you all to write me a letter. I want to hear your Star Trek story. Send a letter or postcard to P.O. Box 17913, Irvine, California, 92623. That's P.O. Box 17913, Irvine, California, 92623. And if you include your return address, I'll send you a sticker. And of course, if you write in, I may use your comments in a future episode of this show. Now, don't forget as well, you can also contribute financially to Daily Star Trek News, and you can do that through Patreon. The address for that is patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. The New Zealand Mint, known for their line of collectible Star Trek coins, has announced a new line of what they call silver coin notes. Five grams of silver minted into an engraved note with artwork on one side. A piece from TrekCore.com features a first look at the new series and the inaugural note. It features a portrait of Captain Jean-Luc Picard in full color, set against a monochrome screen capture of Picard playing the Russican flute in the inner light. Other characters will follow Picard in the series of six next-generation characters, Worf, William T. Riker, Deanna Troy, Data, and Geordi LaForge. Sadly, Dr. Crusher was not included. The first note, Jean-Luc Picard, comes with a collector's folder for displaying all the notes together. Each page of the folder includes a short biography of the character on the note. Now, I know what you're all thinking now. Can I use my Star Trek The Next Generation silver coin note to buy stuff? Well, technically, yes, but only in new way, and you'll be paying more for them than they're worth. According to TrekCore, while the silver notes are technically legal tender in the tiny island nation of Niue, they're purely collector's items here in the United States, where each silver note is being released at a price point of $39, including the Picard note, which has the display book included in that price. I'm curious how many of you out there have heard of Niue. The New Zealand Mint's Jean-Luc Picard silver coin note is available to purchase now on their website, 
with the other characters to follow throughout 2019. And now, a look back into Star Trek history. It was this week in 1948, today in fact, that the American science fiction author Vonda McIntyre was born. In her career, the Nebula and Hugo Award-winning McIntyre wrote a number of Star Trek novels, including the novelizations of the films Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, Star Trek III The Search for Spock, and Star Trek IV The One with the Whales. McIntyre sadly passed away from pancreatic cancer earlier this year on April 1st. She was 70. Tune in again next Wednesday for more Star Trek history. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at dailystartreknews.com or find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and the weekend's Star Trek events. I'm Alison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network